The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today, 931-381-2663, or visit mtbj.net. and everything in between. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome in to the Hump Day edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We are live from the Lee Company Studio. I am Chris Yow, joined as always by my esteemed colleague and co-host, Mr. Maurice Patton. He's like, who's this Maurice Patton? Now I'm just going to call you Maurice from now on. <laughs> well, I can tell you, my mom would appreciate it. Well, I, I don't. She she used to listen. I don't know if she can listen now because, I mean, we changed time, so I don't know. If she's she she might be cooking dinner or busy or something. I don't know. If you're listening, if if you're listening, I'll, I'll call him Maurice just for you. We got JP on the <laughs> on the buttons too, though. Welcome in Lawson Smith for his final day. Final day. This summer went by really fast. You telling me? <laughs> I mean, it did, but also it kind of feels like a lifetime ago that we were at Spring Fling. It does. Spring yeah. Fling kind of feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> Spring Fling does feel like a lifetime ago, but um, but the summer after Spring Fling just felt sh- like it just gone. <laughs> Yeah. Did we have any time at all? No, we did not. No. This is probably no. one of the fastest summers I've ever had. I'm after sorry. Spring fling. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. No, that's okay. It's I, it's, I prefer the winter. I mean, it's your I last like the cold summer. Weather. Oh, goodness. It's your last summer of, you know, not having a real job. Yeah. Which is true. But oh, hopefully, this time next year, you will be actually gainfully, full timely employed. Full time. Hopefully. So. I like that word. Full timely. Full timely. Like yeah. You know what? I, I'm sure your mom hopes that as well. <laughs> uh. It's not a hope. It's she's going to make sure that I do. <laughs> Whatever it takes mm-hmm. is what that's going to be. Man, nine minutes past the hour. Excited for today's show. We have a, a, a full show to get to. Chris Lee with AndySports.com. Joining us in the next segment to talk about that Kumar Rocker story that we touched on very briefly yesterday. Uh, We'll talk about the Braves. We've got our Big South slash Tuna uh, preview. (laughs) Big South Conference. Like I said, we're we're kind of reaching into that, that FCS era to kind of bridge the gap between Power Five conferences and and the SEC, which we will get to later. So I, I need to ask you. Sure. This tuna thing, mm-hmm. 
Do they embrace that? Are they cool with that? I went to Jacksonville State, sir. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I just needed to understand the context. Oh, yeah. They, they don't like it. <laughs> and I don't care. It doesn't <laughs> matter what you don't like. It doesn't. We're still going to call it tuna. Yes, we are. Lawson's on my team. Okay. Tuna. I, I don't really care one way or the other. I was just I was just curious. You know, it when I was working in sports information at MTSU, um, back when we ran off copies of stats on mm-hmm. the mimeograph machine, look it up. Um, we were hosting an indoor track meet and someone was running and next to their name, it said UNA. And so I was scoring the meet, and I had, I had what I thought was North Alabama with points. And they're like, no, that's unattached. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I'm like, oh, my bad. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it would have made it make sense to you. It did. It did. <laughs> Didn't make sense to anybody else. So. Uh, that's funny. Um, we're going to preview uh, what we know and give you the questions that we have for Columbia Central in the second hour. And there are some questions. There are plenty of questions. And, of course, it's Wild and Wacky Wednesday, so we will get to all of that and more. But first, our top stories of the day. Let's start by looking outside. As you see, the West 7th cam on Facebook and Twitter, if you are watching or on our website. Um, the orange the orange barrels are still there, but there is an update from Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder. This was on Mayor Mulder's Facebook account yesterday afternoon. Due to condition of the road and continued delay in finalizing this streetscape project, the con- contractor has agreed to move forward in the short term of milling the roadway at their expense pending completion of AT&T's work. This will significantly improve the temporary rideability of the street pending subcontractor's completion. Speaking of which, AT&T is on site today, that was again yesterday, and working towards an August 30th completion date. The contractor has been notified pending I'm sorry, the contractor has been notified regarding AT&T's completion date so that they can be prepared to return to the site on September 7th for full completion and final punch list of this project once and for all. Again, at this point we are looking forward, not backward. When this project is complete, we will have an opportunity to fully come to terms with the issues that have been present throughout. We'll continue to update as we near completion. Can you can you sense the irritation? It's it, it's almost as if he's saying every bit of that through gritted grit teeth. <laughs> his his teeth are just like. Speaking Ugh. of which, AT and T is on site today, <laughs> and and I I haven't seen AT and T, but we saw them the one time, and that's the only time I've well, seen them. Apparently, but, they were on site yesterday. Well, hopefully, they're um, getting that done. So, if you're w- looking at that, I know I know this is a sports show. We'll get to the sports, I promise. But, but I mean, <laughs> in this area, this is a big deal, and I think it's important that we uh, keep you updated as much as we can because I mean, I don't know who else is other than Chaz Mulder. So yeah, we're trying. We're just we're giving you the information. We're and, trying to and help considering out. we actually have to drive, drive it and look day. at it every single day. Yeah, yeah it's well, it's not ideal. Yeah, no, 
No, it's not. Um, Mo, I like your shirt. It's a nice shirt. Uh, MTSU was well represented in Columbia today and continues to be, clearly, as you are repping your true blue MTSU. Yes, sir. They were over at Puckett's earlier. They were. Um, our understanding is that, you know, football coach Rick Stockstill, athletics director Chris Massaro, and the Vober, the voice Vober. of the Blue Raiders. Vober. <laughs> Chip Walters um, were on hand, among others, at um, Puckett's on the square for the Columbia stop on the Blue Raider Blitz, you know. Unfortunately, as we mentioned to Chip when he appeared with us on Monday's show, there was a possibility that we would not be able to be there. We weren't. But um, I'm sure a good time was had by all. I'm sure there was. So, Yeah, I was in the middle of trying to finish up this magazine, which we are nearing completion about like West 7th. <laughs> uh, uh, I think we're a little bit farther ahead than West 7th. <laughs> We will be done in the fall of 2021. <laughs> yeah. Um, neither of us has AT&T, so they're not giving us any difficulties. So, yeah, we're, we're good. We're, we're good. good. We're good. Uh, a couple of coaching notes before we get to uh, the end of this segment. Murray County Public Schools Athletic hiring update is very um, little. Very, very little. Uh, still nothing out of either the Spring Hill girls hoop situations or the central softball situations. Um, however, a recommendation for Derek Atkinson's replacement as Kalioka girls coach has been made and is in the central office. Do with that what you will. Well, we know what they're waiting on. And it's just unfortunate that it's taking forever to get back. Same thing that we had the issue with before. With, so. with everyone else. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, I don't know if we can say that on the air. It, it is a uh, a test <laughs> in, in which bodily fluids are involved. Necessary. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if you can say that. No, I think you just did. So. Uh, <laughs> Um, we mentioned a few weeks ago Kevin Creech's resignation as co-athletics director at Columbia Central. His duties will be assumed by New Central Prince. Um, sorry, New Central at assistant. Thank you. That <laughs> word. That guy. I knew what you were getting. Milton at. Nettles, who comes from from Summit. So, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so again, he will take over whatever. Athletic director of duties, um, Kevin Creech was filling. So, with that, here's who's responsible for what. So, if you got something, here's who you can go to. Um, Milton Nettles will be in charge of golf, football, wrestling, bowling, baseball, softball, and the non-TWSAA sanctioned sports of fishing and swimming. Gotcha. Ray Wilson will continue SCOAD, and he will be responsible for the sports of cross country, girls soccer, volleyball, boys and girls basketball, boys soccer, tennis, track, and the non-TWSAA sanctioned sport of rugby. Rugby. So, just for what that's worth. Who's got the trap team? I don't know that Central has a trap team. I thought 
Does oh yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because <laughs> when I was talking to Ray, he kept going, I'm forgetting something. I'm, I'm, I bet you that's what he's forgetting. That, that could be it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trap is probably Ray Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I talked a little bit with Kevin Eady earlier today. He mentioned that um, the softball coach hiring process kind of hit a snag because – they had somebody who pulled out. Gotcha. And so when you consider that classes for Murray County Public Schools start Monday, they they might be in a situation where they bring in a non-faculty position, uh, person for that position. But at the same time, he also said they can't practice right now anyway, so it's not a huge, huge rush to get somebody. So there's there that. you go. And finally, women's soccer over at C State seems to be winding down. Yeah, they their um, process is now in the hands of human resources as well. There you go. So they have they have narrowed down. They've got a they've got someone. They passed a name along, and so it's a matter of things coming back favorably. An announcement is expected within days. So. See how that goes. Days is good. Days is good. It's better than weeks. All right. I I was gonna say, are we gonna mention a certain? Oh yeah. uh, Oh yeah. Victory last night. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, (laughs) Matter of fact, super pumped about it because Mike's and Meats, (laughs) the the greatest trivia team of all time. We are, in fact, the the champions of Tuck's Place trivia last night. Mike's and Meats. Read it and weep. That's right. We beat <laughs> we beat a team of one guy and then another Who team of four. Who was called that guy. <laughs> a team and of then, one guy called that guy. And then a team of four. Yep. And then wasn't there one other team of one guy as yeah, well? Yeah, he left, though. Yeah, yeah I think he, he left. He, he dipped after the Buffalo first Bill, I believe, was Buffalo. his name. Yeah, Buffalo Bill dipped out pretty early. Yeah. He ate his... Uh, his uh, Buffalo wings and, and left. Well, all I know is we got the last question right, and it was a chronological question where we had to put the Kurtz in chronological <laughs> order, and we successfully did so, uh, giving us the wins. And we were behind heading into the we final. Were, we were behind. We the were final behind. round. Somebody wouldn't listen to what I thought. It's my fault because I knew and I, I knew <laughs> – one day, guys, I'm going to learn to listen to my gut instead of trying to overthink hey, some stuff. We pulled through, though. We did. It's all we that did. matters. It, it's matters. all that matters. In the end, we won. So, That's right. There you go. We are the champions. And speaking of... Until next Tuesday. Speaking of <laughs> results, yeah, where we will not be back to defend our title, yeah. although we will use our $20 gift card at some point, there you go. I assume. Uh, speaking of results, let's get to the rundown. This is The Rundown. In baseball action on Tuesday, the Braves defeated the Mets 12-5. Also, the Cardinals defeated Cleveland 4-2. It was Cincinnati 7, the Chicago Cubs 4, and San Diego 7, the Oakland Athletics 2. I'm 4, excuse me. (laughs) 4 as well. Yeah, (laughs) 7-4 Cincinnati over Chicago, 7-4 San Diego over Oakland. 
In Olympic basketball, women's three-on-three wins the gold medal via an 18-15 win over the Russian Olympic Committee. In men's three-on-three action, it was the Team USA 18, France 16, and we still haven't figured out how they didn't get to 21, but I don't know the answer to that, so we'll worry about that later. But the men's basketball team gets back on track with an absolute drubbing of Iran, 120-66. In Wednesday baseball action at 6-10 tonight, the Braves continue their five-game series at City Field against the Mets. That game will be televised on Valley Sports South. You can also hear it on our sister station, 103.7 WKRM-FM. Pre-game begins at 4.55. At 6 o'clock on ESPN, it's the Yankees and the Rays. And at 6.05 on ESPN Plus, it's the Brewers at Pittsburgh. And in Olympic basketball, uh, that's not Olympic basketball action tonight. There is no Olympic basketball action, at least not that the United States are playing in. So that's going to do it for your Wednesday rundown. All right, we got Chris Lee of AndySports.com coming up on the other side of the break. So stick around going to be big. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Back to the Lee Company studio after this. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. you care about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again live from the league company studio with the hall of famer mo Patton. here's chris yow welcome in to southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint back in the league company studio here chris yow mo Patton, jp plant and the intern lawson smith I don't want to get into this to because I mean, but I'm I'm going to mention this because I just saw it and it's on the top of my head, and I'm sure that we will talk somewhat about this in this segment. But the Big Twelve has apparently sent a cease and desist letter to ESPN demanding ESPN end quote all actions that may harm the conference and its members, and that it not communicate with the Big Twelve conference's existing members or any NCAA conference regarding Big Twelve conferences members. 
possible conference realignment or potential financial incentive or outcomes related to possible conference realignment. Um, uh, here's Tom Abraham, who one of my one of my all time favorites says, "I'm not sure what any of this means. Hasn't ESPN been ignoring them for years anyway?" <laughs> Come on. Well done. Well done. <laughs> anyway, so I'm not. We we cannot get into that right now because that is a that is a rabbit hole, and we have Chris Lee of VandySports.com on the phone to talk about something completely different. So, but but still a but, rabbit hole nonetheless, I believe. So let's <laughs> let let's just get to rabbit hole number one. And uh, Chris, welcome into the show. Thank you for for joining us, man. Hey, I, I specialize in rabbit holes, so thanks for having me on. Well, thank you for coming on, Chris. Uh, and it's funny. So we were sitting here in the middle of the show yesterday when when this situation came down. I text Chris. I said, "We got to get you on tomorrow." Here are the time frames that we're looking at. He didn't even ask me what it was about because he knew. So. Um, Chris, I don't think there's anybody in Nashville who's going to have any better information on this situation than you. What's going on with Kumar Rocker and the Mets? Well, I don't know much more than that's out there privately, I mean, publicly, and, and, and frankly, a lot's not leaking out. I mean, he's got, it appears, an elbow issue and it's structural. I, I don't know what that means. Um, you know, it, it seems to me like it's, probably a game of chicken because frankly if the Mets don't make this move and sign him right then I think they're going to regret it I know they get a comp pick and all that stuff but frankly Rocker going down that far was a gift right and with the way surgeries and things are and pitchers are you almost expect a major arm injury or two at some point and so to me that's not a I'm not going to say it's not a big deal because I, I don't know all the facts and everything, but the point is this happens to a lot of pitchers. You've got an elite guy. Are there concerns? Sure. I mean, his below dropped late in the year. He wasn't the same guy in Omaha that we've seen at times, but if you're the Mets, you really want to take the chance on letting a guy like that go, even if, say, he sits out next year, whatever that looks like, and that is complete speculation. But, but the point is, if you're the Mets, I don't know how much you can afford to dig in and and say, well, damaged goods or or whatever words they would want to use and and lose a guy based on that who can help you down the road a whole lot, I think. And if you're Kumar Rocker and you've got an elbow issue, do you want to go back to Vandy, Um, you know, unless you're 100% sure that resolves by the spring? I don't know how much more you have to prove um, you know, now I guess the, the wild card is the COVID year, right? Because you get an extra year. So instead of being, you know, a senior next year, he would technically be a junior. He'd have another year of leverage. Um, again, I, I don't think Kumar Rocker has any intentions of, of playing out four or five years at Vanderbilt. But the point is, even if he comes back to Vanderbilt, I, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how much more he can help himself. So to me, I look at this as a thing, this is just my opinion, where both of them just seem to be in this together the way I see it. And and the hope, I guess, is if you're both parties, you figure out and work it out and nobody gets too entrenched. Because I I just don't think that – I don't know that him coming back to Vanderbilt, as much as I'd love to cover it, see it, (laughs) as much fun as that would be, 
I just don't know if, if that is in either party's best interest. And my sense all along is this gets worked out somehow. You know, um, I guess what jumped out at me during the, the Twitter flurry yesterday was there was a faction that tried to make it look as if Rocker was mishandled during his collegiate pitching career. I yeah. feel I feel um, I feel like what Tim Corbin and and Scott Brown have done over their tenure at Vanderbilt flies in the face of something like that. Do you feel like there is a possibility that there was some overuse here and that has something to do with where we're at? I mean, is it possible? Sure. I mean, he threw a lot of pitches in a lot of games, guys. Um, he and Light are both. Um, but it's not like they're the only school that does it, and it's not like most arms can do that. I mean, look, Mo, we got to cover David Price. That kid threw a lot of pitches at Vanderbilt in a lot of games, and he's not the first and the last. And he was in the pros a while before any arm injuries popped up. I mean, you see coaching staffs everywhere handle kids with ultimate care and something pops up anyway. I, I don't know. I, I just don't know where the line is. I mean, yeah, if you're throwing a guy 150 pitches or whatever, then I think we can definitively say that's probably arm abuse. And, you know, you would have thought that Kevin Copps, uh, the way that he got used at Arkansas, he seemed to fit the definition of arm abuse. But it, it didn't seem to to phase him for the most part. It didn't really hurt his draft stock. He's not going into San Diego with an injury. So is it possible? Sure. I mean, anytime you see a bunch of guys at college level throw 100 pitches in a few straight games and do it multiple times and they ride a guy the way he does, then, yeah, I think you've always got to ask the question. But I think you've also got to realize that arms are different. They have technology they didn't have years ago. They know things we don't know. Uh, different pitches put different strains on arm levels, those kind of things. All, all that to say, I don't know. I'm, I'm not an expert in, in pitcher use and abuse. Um, some people would, would claim that they abused him, and maybe they're right. I don't know, but I'm with you. I think their track record over many years, and this has been pretty good. And if you look at all the arms they've developed and how few arm problems that they have had, uh, those kids have coming out of Vanderbilt. And then you go back to Sonny Gray and Minor and a lot of guys, right? Jensen Lewis, Jeremy Sowers. Frankly, I think their track record for keeping arms healthy uh, compared to the field is, is pretty good. Um, and before I start throwing out something like that, I think Tim Corbin deserves the benefit of some doubt there. And, um, you know, maybe some, I guess, confidence that, that they have some things that would tell you when red flags and yellow flags are raised and, and the know-how to, to deal with it at that point. But, yeah, back to what you said. I think their history says they've done a pretty good job. Whether they did with Rocker, I don't know. Uh, but but I don't know that I would rush to judgment like a lot of people did yesterday. Yeah, and, and, you know, when you say that, you know, they've got a pretty good track record, I don't know what would make Rocker the outlier. Well, and, and look, here, here's my thing, too. I think some guys, are, are, are outliers in a good sense, right? Mm -hmm. um, like, you will see, and I'll give you an example, on the Major League level, Nelson Cruz, 41 years old, he's chugging along 
at a high level still. You see Max Scherzer not that old on the pitching side, still pitching at a very high level, uh, has avoided arm trouble for the most part. I, I think you have some kids who are sometimes elite talents where maybe uh, the, the rules don't apply uh, just in terms of physical makeup and some other things. And I, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's a bunch of nonsense. But to me, it's always a deal where I think players are different. Some guys are elite and special and maybe can handle some things uh, that, that other guys can. And I think that's a possibility, too, especially when they look at a guy who is as big and strong as Kumar Rocker is. Chris Lee of AndySports.com joining us here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Chris, you know, like you said, these guys are kind of in this together because as we have noted, Major League Baseball teams are not above completely screwing their draft picks as the Cubs signed a player for a thousand dollars because he had no other options. If Kumar Rocker was to come back or to, to not play or whatever, I mean, it kind of doesn't make sense for him either. So he's got to figure out a way, uh, but, but there's no guarantee that, you know, major league baseball teams or the Mets are not going to use this as leverage over him. Well, you raise a good point. Um, never underestimate the stubbornness of Major League Baseball teams. I mean, I look at last year, and I get that they lost money on COVID and all those things, but you look at what franchises are selling for, and the people that have billions of dollars to pay for sports franchises are not stupid. And I look at the way they did the draft and, and, and cutting the bonuses uh, and those sorts of things and deferring bonuses as if, you know, is if these guys are going to go apply for welfare at any day. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. Some of this I roll my eyes at. But I, I guess your point is <laughs> it's never beyond a baseball team to, to do something on the cheap, um, you know, to, to make more of a situation out of rocker and, and, and try to save money and, and maybe go get a comp pick next year and, and maybe save yourself a couple million dollars. To me, that's that's kind of stupid uh, because you look at what draft picks, um, what you pay them in terms of bonuses, you know, they're not making a lot of money in the minor leagues for sure. You know, they don't get big money till that second contract. And, and you look at what they're paying these players in second and third contracts, you know, the, the hundred million dollar contracts. And I, I just look at a guy like Kamar Rocker and I say, that's a kid who could be in the middle of a big league rotation and pitching well within two years. You know, the, the market value for that kind of guy is easily $15 million. Um, you know, and you're going to throw that away over $6 million. Uh, that doesn't seem to make sense to me. But, again, you saw what they did with the draft last year and how they cut bonuses and prorated those as if, um, you know, and, and, and I respect from a business sense that you want to save money and make smart decisions. But these teams have so much money at their disposal. To, to me, um to throw away the chance of the Kumar Rocker over that kind of money when pitchers get hurt left and right these days anyway, just to me, uh, is, is not a business move that makes sense unless this is a whole lot worse than what is being let on. Chris, uh, do you feel like this had anything to do with Rocker sliding in the draft? Oh, I mean, I, I think it's possible. I mean, everybody saw him in the College World Series. You know, everybody's seen him with a fastball as, 
95, 96, maybe sometimes 98, 99. And I don't remember for sure, but it seems to me like, you know, he was sitting 91, 92, 93 a lot of times. And when you see Velo drop, I obviously ask questions, you know, but is that an injury? Is that just fatigue? I don't know the answer there, but I would think that that had something to do with it. I think the bigger thing, Mo, was just his uneven innings, right? Because you would watch him sometimes. And, like, as a freshman, he would just mow you down at times when he needed to. Um, or there were other times where he would go six innings, give up one run, maybe strike out four, five, six. He wasn't as dominant, but he could pitch the contact. But then there were times, like, against Alabama, where he's just rolling through the game uh, and he gets the fourth inning or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, a couple of guys hit doubles off him, um, you know, and, and it kind of falls apart for an inning. And the, the control abandons him at times. You saw that in the, the game against Arkansas in the SEC tournament, where I don't think he got out of the fourth inning. You saw the game against Georgia, where he gave up three home runs. I think, you know, maybe, I'm sure that the, the velocity had something to do with it, but I think the fact that he would have spells um, where, where it would fall apart, especially on the control end for him, it, it short spurts, and I think the scouts looked at it and said, well, we don't really see the improvement from the freshman to junior year like we wanted to see. I think that was part of it, too. Um, now, I think a kid like him gets analyzed and overanalyzed at times, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not fair. But at the same time, those also were facts. Those were the things that we watched. Um, and you, you scratch your head and you go, how's a guy who was so dominant at some time, uh, you know, struggling to get out of the fourth inning on some occasions at other? Now, having said that, he's a special pitcher. And I think we took for granted his level of performance a lot. You go look at game logs of starters across the country, and, and they don't do that. You just don't see guys who go as deep in the games as he does for the most part. But you, you I get think to Chris, that level of a prospect and you get picked apart, and I think that happens too. And I, I think, Chris, that you also have to take into account that, you know, those other guys are on scholarship too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're uh, getting paid to be there. <laughs> so, I mean – it's not like folks are laying down because it's number 80 on the mound for Vanderbilt. So Yeah, I mean, look, they played a top five strength of schedule probably mm-hmm. both years, both of his full years. Um, and, you know, that's tough. You name an ace in the league that doesn't get hit at some point at some time by somebody, and, and you can't find one. I mean, Kevin Copps was as close to going through the year unblemished about as I've ever seen a pitcher be and, and even then you no know, he didn't come up what what he needed in that last inning he pitched for Arkansas so I, I, I think he's a special kid and I think sometimes people take that for granted how hard it is to do what he has done Kevin Copps went like 99th right overall yeah. so I'm just saying <laughs> the de- <laughs> the deadline for the Mets and Rocker to get something done I think is 4 p.m. Central Time on Saturday so clock's ticking uh saturday or sunday it might be sunday yeah but it's sometime this weekend so certainly something to keep an eye on here over the next few days as that will continue to develop chris lee of vandysports.com with us here on southern middle tennessee sports today chris really appreciate you taking some time with us to kind of dive into this and um we're gonna leave the big 12 alone for now but um thanks for coming on with us you bet thank you it's a good thing we might get a cease and desist if not. <laughs> mm, if they're listening, 
<laughs> and they very well could be. We've got uh, we got Braves coming up. Also, sounds talk a little baseball on the other side. Going to keep baseball, I guess, on the other side of the break. So stick around on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Barn and Joint. We'll be right back right after this. Hey, folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. play chris and mo are talking about it yeah that's trash can juice speak for yourself for better or worse on southern middle tennessee sports today back to the lee company studio yep they're fans too here's chris and mo welcome back in to southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint that was a new one i was excited to see mo's reaction to that. yeah we're fans too <laughs> We are. That's and what makes this next segment so either, volatile. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it day. is. At least it's an easier one than normal. To, well, today. Today yeah, it is. Today. today. Because you predicted it. <laughs> you, you did. You, you said did, they'd score something like 15 runs. Well, 12 is pretty close. And Austin Riley goes yard twice. Yickety. Including a grand slam. Albies with the two-run jack. Almonte. Uh, Almonte had a two-run jack. Yeah, and and it's like Charlie Morton saying, guys, guys. It's okay. Save some of those. I got this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's it's so crazy. So now the Braves are again one game away from 500. So let's just see what happens tonight. (laughs) My prediction is they get either one or no runs. (laughs) There you go. Just because. (laughs) That's a a great – if history repeats itself. You know, there there was a tweet that we spoke about yesterday evening in the middle of that ball game is that the Braves are trying to become the first team with a plus 100 run differential and a losing record, and, and I'm here for it, as they said, you know. Because they're winning, game, they're winning games 15-3 and 12-5 and losing games 1-0. And that's that, that's how you get there. It's insane. I've never seen anything like it. Have you ever seen anything like it? No, I've never, never seen, seen anything, anything like, like it. it. No. No. It, it is wild. And it's only going to get... Wild and wacky. Wild and wackier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but Freed goes to the bump tonight, which... 
And he's coming off a pretty bad outing. So I don't expect him to have two bad ones in a row. Well, the weird thing is it's it, the 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 rotation has gotten all screwy because of Morton sitting out and mm-hmm. then pitching. So now the rotation is I don't even know who's supposed to pitch. Yeah, I don't know who's going tomorrow. Like it, it, I guess it's supposed to be Smiley tomorrow, but I don't know what his knee situation is. That's what they said that he was supposed to, he he's he is the guy, but I mean, like you said, who knows? So our the rotation is wild. It's it's getting all goofed up, but Smiley is listed as tomorrow's starter, which that game is at eleven ten a.m. So, oh, that's good. Yeah, we'll yeah. have two games to talk about tomorrow. Exactly. Woo! So yeah, um, as you said, the Braves fifty and fifty one going into this game tonight against the Mets fifty three and forty six six ten start on Valley Sports South. You can also hear it on our sister station one hundred three point seven WKRM. FM pregame starts over there in about five minutes. Max Freed seven and six with a four four six ERA. Tyler McGill one and 0, 2.10 gets the start for the Mets. Um, and again, the Braves offensively exploded last night with that twelve five win. So we'll see where they go. Um, tomorrow it's Smiley and um, Taiwan uh, Taiwan Walker. Oh, so the they Mets. actually named somebody? It's not TBA. It's not TBA. Go figure. Go yeah. figure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they actually named a starter. <laughs> I kind of like it when they don't. <laughs> so far, we've jacked those TBDs to the moon. <laughs> One of these days, Alice. <laughs> yeah, that's an 11-10 start tomorrow. So, um, breakfast with the Braves or something like that or brunch. The Braves. I'm here. It's, for, it's I'm the here it's for the JP game. The JP game. Not 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 that JP. Not J- the other not JP. That JP. I'm okay with brunch. Brunch yeah. with the Braves. We might actually need to do brunch with the Braves. If, mm. Hey, come mm. on. Mm. Just throwing that it's out. A there. thought. Just throwing that out. If there. we can find some place that actually carries the Braves. <sighs> yeah, that was that was unfortunate. Yeah. But, uh So, uh, you know, we talk about the Braves uh, avoiding 500 like the plague. And we've, we've talked about it all year because they've not gotten over the hump. Not one time this year we've played 101 games. They've not eclipsed the 500 mark. At one time they were point. one of three teams in the majors that had not been over 500 all year, along with the Marlins and the Rangers. I feel pretty certain that neither of them have done so since. So, well, that's um, not the greatest company to be keeping – it's not, despite the fact we're four games out of first place. Um, speaking of the Marlins, they send Sterling Marte west to the A's. Oh, wow. Yeah. Who and, did they get? I didn't see um, that. An arm, and they sent cash considerations with him. So, pretty much, the Marlins got fleeced. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Uh, I'm, matter of fact, I can tell you the name, the pitcher's name mm-hmm. um, was familiar to me. So, uh, Jesus Lazardo. Hmm. Excellent. That's why it was yeah. familiar to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I I, I, uh, I thought that was interesting. The athletics getting a little 
outfield help. And, boy, it sure would have been nice to get him here. Oh, it would have been fantastic to get him here. Um, And we need to mention before we get too far, a couple of days ago we were talking about the Memphis Redbirds matching um, the Nashville Sounds 15-game win streak going into Monday's off day. I don't even want to hear this. I don't even want to hear you say the words. Kyle Wright. <laughs> he is establishing himself as a 4A pitcher. Heck of a pitcher at 4A. Throwing eight scoreless yesterday. And A.J. Minter finishing it off as Gwinnett defeated the Redbirds. Uh, shut him out. I don't remember what the score Two was. 2 nothing, And I can't find the tweet. But, I don't, yeah. I, I don't even want – Kyle Wright, eight scoreless against a team that had won 15 straight. And mentor with the save. And mentor with the save. Yeah. Just – I'm going to throw things. Just – I'm just going to throw things. Well, hopefully you'll be more successful than those two guys have been in Truist <laughs> Park. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Braves tonight should be fun. Let's hope that uh, Max Freed goes out and redeems himself from his last outing. Go ahead and give us this day in Braves history. On July 28th, 2002, Gary Sheffield went 0-4 in the Braves' 7-1 loss to the Phillies at Turner Field, ending his streak of reaching base at 52 straight games, four better than the previous record by Brave of 48, set by Dale Murphy in 1987. Man, get on base that many times. That's that's a solid fifty-two straight. That's nearly a third of a season. It's pretty good. <laughs> Find your way to first. There you go. I mean, can't score if you don't get on. <laughs> Come on. Uh, as you mentioned, you mentioned the sounds earlier. They get the win last night, but they did it in um, not so dr- not as dramatic fashion. They waited till the they, they they got it out of the way in the seventh. Yeah, inning. they didn't walk it off this time. But yeah, Matt Lipka hit an inside the park home run to lead off the seventh, which so- was fun. The Sound scored two more runs on bases loaded walks in a four three comeback victory over the Columbus Clippers at First Horizon Park. Um, stopped their four game losing streak. It was Nashville's first inside the park home run since May twenty sixteen. And again, after that, Columbus walked five of the next sounds, uh, five of the next seven sounds. <laughs> that's that's not ideal. No, no, it's not. Um, Dylan File and Travis Shaw both made rehab starts for Nashville last night. File going a season high four and a third innings as he returns from elbow surgery. Shaw going one for two with an RBI single after um, dislocating his shoulder last mo- last month for the Brewers. So. You know, I guess if you're going to walk five out of seven, the idea is, well, if they don't hit it, they can't hit inside the park home runs. They only get one base per walk. So, (laughs) there you go. I I got nothing. Yeah. Yeah, Tell you, inside the park home runs, probably the most exciting play in baseball. Outside, I mean, obviously, you know, it's it's kind of exciting, but. They don't have. It takes a lot for them to happen. I mean, you, there's got to be some sort of a misplay. Even obviously, it's not charge and error; it's a home run. But somebody's got to overrun a ball or get caught too close to the wall or right or something, it and it kicks back. Of, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. got to bounce off something. You know, weird. Bryce Harper hit one last night. Did he? 
I did see that. You're right. I did see that. That was pretty interesting. So, Sounds in Columbus play again tonight, 7.05 at First Horizon. So go check them out. It's uh, it's always a fun time at First Horizon Park. really is. Never a dull moment, especially when the Clippers and the Sounds play because (laughs) – if I'm the Clippers, I just I just try I just wait for Nashville to score and then worry about scoring because they come back and beat me every time. It's weird. All right, like I said, next hour we um, we will talk a little Tennessee Titans. We will talk Oklahoma Texas and their apparent cease and desist and potential lawsuits between Oklahoma State, which I read. You know, I read you their their letter uh, earlier this week. So, some college football, some pro football at the top of the hour. Then we'll get to high school football as we preview Columbia Central's 2021 season and all the questions that surround that program currently. And, of course, it's Wild and Wacky Wednesday. We give you the weirdest and wildest news from across the world. So, stick around. It's going to be a lot of fun on the other side of this break on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We will be right back to the Lee Company studio right after this. 